This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey there, good morning and welcome all you gardeners out there. This is your your host, your, your little transplanted twig that has been rolled into uh, the little hormone powder trying to get his roots. <laughs> Dean root, Holland. they call that. And it is my pleasure to welcome Charlie Dobbin. How are you, Charlie? I'm excellent. Welcome to you too, Dean. You had a bit of a drive through a bit of a blizzard to I, get here? I, well, yeah, there was snow coming down yeah, yeah. up in uh, Collingwood area yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, we uh, we were brushing it off the car. It was that what they call the corn snow. This oh, morning. nice. Yeah. yeah, so it's cold yeah. enough then. Yeah, it, oh, it wasn't absolutely. like everything's, mush. Everything's white. We actually had a, the kids had a snow day in our area yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, it and it's only down. November. Yeah. Well, that that yeah. wonder what that portents for the future we, next couple months. I keep hearing that it's supposed to be a heavy, heavy winter, yes. which is of course good for our neck of the woods because yeah. a big part of the economy up there, is. Blue Mountain, which is uh, right next door to us, different county, however, <laughs> uh, which a lot of people are astonished about. Anyway, um, yeah, they rely on that snow, and uh, my wife was saying they already started uh, blowing a bit of snow this week. So making snow is cold yeah. enough. Yeah, nice. I think it has to be about one or two degrees below zero yeah. before they it can do that. Otherwise, water. It's, it but makes it's no sense. nuggets that comes in anyway. It's not yeah. exactly fluffy. No, no, no. But it's Ontario, so, you know, what are we going to say? So that's pretty cool. So you must be really in the Christmas spirit. Uh, It's much easier for us to get into the Christmas spirit. Yeah, and and our our one son has a birthday that comes up on the 3rd of December. Mm -hmm. And so because I was often away doing shows as he was growing up... um, we would, I would make sure I was home for his birthday, right. and we would always do get the Christmas tree oh. and get the Christmas decorations out on that weekend. Oh. And so, December absolutely hands down his favorite month because he he says I get presents at the beginning, I get presents <laughs> at the end. He loves it, and we get all the Christmas stuff out. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So uh, similar, I have a daughter who was born yesterday. Yes. Uh, Thirty-two years ago. Well, happy birthday to you. Yes, thank you. And uh, and so because half the family is Jewish and half the family is Christian, and when they're little, you always have those parties, it wasn't appropriate to have Christmas stuff up when the Jewish family came over right. for a birthday party. Of course. So our rule was no Christmas stuff at all until after her birthday, gotcha. which means that we can now start getting into the Christmas mode at yeah. my house in terms of decor and yeah. trees and all that stuff. But you know what? We, yeah, we can, let, we'll talk break, more yeah. about what's going for on sure. in the home front, but let's yeah. talk. Okay. To, so phone get numbers. We'd love for you to call if you have any questions whatsoever for Charlie. Uh, if you are in Toronto, 416 360 0740 or anywhere in the province of Ontario. And this is a toll-free call, 1-866-740-4740. And of course, remember the mantra that we have here for many years, compliments of Charlie and Frank, of course, who uh, who we hope is doing really, really well. Call early, call often, and one question per call, please. And by all means, let Carlos know if you are a first-time caller, because, of course, then we'll give you your... Garden wings. Garden wings, okay. It's pretty but, special. Uh, yeah, so we will come back uh, with some callers, uh, but in the meantime, we have to go to a short break. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupin. 
Dahlias, Dahlias, Delphiniums, Stalks, Fox, Hollyhocks, Tulips, and Sweet Williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, welcome back. We are back on this Saturday. And, and we, we didn't ahead. really go anywhere. No, we didn't, actually. But we should point out that, of course, uh, unlike last week, we yeah. are both at, at the face studios. Face to face yeah, in the studio. Yeah, we're in Liberty Village. Bit yeah. of plexiglass between us, but yeah. otherwise we are in great. the same and room. And Carlos in the next room. Yeah, it's and your wife great. is with and you. Cause my wife. We have a date day today. Uh, there you go. Off, yeah, we off don't get those very often. Doors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a date to go spend money. Yeah, a little bit of Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a very costly date. <laughs> but listen, we have our, our first caller on the line. Excellent. And incidentally, the, the lines, we got a lot of room on the line, so uh, call. Give us a call. Yeah. We Don't have... say you can never get through because no. there are lines open. Absolutely. And we have a first-time caller. Yes. Mary from Toronto. How are you, my dear? Very well. How are you? I'm well. Now, we just Good have morning. to do this. We have to give you your, your garden wings. Okay, here we go. Ah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I have a question. Can you grow uh, vegetable plants in the house all winter? Good like question. Like I've started... I've got a lot of green for tomatoes, uh, branches, and mm-hmm. I also have uh, big plants for uh, uh, peppers. Mm-hmm. But I've got uh, green onions, mm. but the green onions have died. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, Kenny, mm-hmm. how would you generate like a, uh, for the plants to grow in the house? Okay, so that's a great question, Mary. So let's just think about this. There are greenhouses, particularly down Grimsby, Beamsville Way, that grow, veg- just like you're saying, peppers and tomatoes year-round in greenhouses in Ontario. So what's the difference between a greenhouse and your house? Light levels. So you're going to need lots and lots and lots of light. I Just, do have that. So a window will not be sufficient. You're going to need supplemental light if you want to pull this off. Do you have some kind of a grow light? No. No. So that's the thing. I mean, winter light levels are just not sufficient. Now, that's not to say you can't keep tomato plants or pepper plants alive. Will they flower and produce fruit? Probably not until the days start getting longer. It's just a, it's a light situation. And of course, inside our houses, it tends to be a little on the hot, dry side. So humidity, boosting the humidity is important. 60%. You know, 55, 60% minimum humidity, again, to have good, you know, good growth. And and then all sort of the important things, you know, proper soil, um, appropriate fertilizer every two weeks or every month, depending on how much light you've got and how much growth you've got, an appropriate temperature. And an appropriate temperature is mostly, for most of these plants, room temperature in the winter. But it's going to be lack of humidity and lack of light that will be your challenge. Well, where would you get this light? Well, um, you're in Toronto. There are special bulbs. There are special grow lights. Um, They've they've been around like for hobby gardeners for many many years. They were fluorescent tubes, but you know, and, and so that would be like that fluorescent fixture you might hang somewhere. Uh, over your kitchen counter, and then you would have your your plants there. Um, nowadays, it's all about LED lights. And I actually bought myself a wonderful LED grow light. It's a rectangular box with 144 little lights in it, and it works like a charm. But it's not something you necessarily want in your dining room. It's it's very bright, <laughs> so oh, I it's, and it's purple. <laughs> so wow! Everything it's like, it's like a disco when you got the light going. <laughs> Some happy plants. Oh, totally! But no, because that's the honestly from a physiological perspective, yeah. photosynthesis relies heavily on red. And 
and blue light, oh, okay. which is either end of the right. spectrum, right? Yeah. Your infrared and your ultraviolet or either end. Everything in between is not so important. It's those either end of the light wavelengths. So uh, the best grow lights are red and blue. And then put it together and it's purple. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Wow. <laughs> but, but you can, uh, Mary, get just a simple bulb. There are grow, grow light bulbs. You're in Toronto. Can you get out to a store? Would you shop online? How could you get a hold of something like that? Well, I'll get it, but just tell me how and I, I'll try. I would go, like, you need a garden center. I, I, at this time of year, I wouldn't rely on Home Depot or Canadian Tire. They're all about Christmas right now. They won't have a lot out, I don't think, in oh, the way of... a garden center. Exactly. That's what you need. You need a good garden center. You need, like, a Sheridan's, or if you're in the East End, there's East End Garden Center. Like, there's different garden centers in and around the city. Um, pop into one of those or phone in advance and just say, I, I need some... I want to grow some stuff inside, and I need proper lighting. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Yeah, thank thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks I for calling. Thank Don't be a stranger. The coffee is always on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mary. Thank I, you. I remember my grandmother had a corner in the family room downstairs. It was all bricked up, and she oh. had one of those fluorescent lights hanging oh, there. there and she go. would As grow. a permanent yeah. installation. Yeah, she had a permanent, absolutely. Nice. Well, you see, there yeah. you go. And if you remember, it was probably a pink light. It, it, had it a pink did have glow, a pinky. A rosy absolutely. Glow. Yeah, you had reminded me of that. It absolutely had a pinky. Because those yeah. fluorescent tubes, grow lights, were had a pink glow back in the day. Yeah. But now, like I say, it's all about LED. Um, so we still have lots of lines open. We so, do. Yeah. so maybe just do the numbers one okay, more yeah, time. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, numbers. Uh, in Toronto, 416 360 Or toll free anywhere in the province of Ontario, 1 866 Okay, we have to take a quick break. Uh, uh, but we will be right back, and we have uh, we'll get to some callers. Okay. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, indeed, we are back. And, and hold on, introduce yeah. yourself. You're a new voice oh, to so our yes. listeners, Dean Holland. Dean Absolutely Holland, Absolutely happy to be here. Yeah, and of course on Sundays I uh, I have uh, taken over the post of uh, BBSN Big Ben Sunday night. And you have some pretty big shoes to fill on that one. I do, yep. I do, and yes. I hear you're yeah. doing well. Well, thank you very much. It's lots of fun. Well, good. Lots of fun indeed. Radio is fun. And so, and I'm and having a ball being here with you because unlike, with all due respect to Frank, <laughs> uh, the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but of course, I am a gardener. I am somebody who has I loved know. to spend time in the oh, garden over the years. And we, so we could just do a show, you and I chatting. We could. I bet. <laughs> yeah, but no let's more not. Calls. Let's go to Sandra. <laughs> so we have Sandra from Etobicoke on the line. How are you today, Sandra? Morning, Dean. I'm fine. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, um, Charlie. I believe a few weeks ago you were talking about the lawn for, uh, fertilizers. Yeah. Um, I put mine on. I think it was the end of September, October. But you were also saying that after the last cut and around. Now, we should be putting fertilizer on again? No, if you put it on in September. Was it a fall fertilizer you put yeah. on? Yeah, you're good. You're good. I just, if you look at the bag on a fall fertilizer, it'll say apply to your lawn anytime between the end of September and the end of November. There's a big window there. Okay. Um, it's just, okay, the reason why I was saying what I was saying is my guy, Elliot, is so new to this being a nerdy sort of a lawn care guy. He's he's just not been involved in the landscape. So I've been having to lay out schedules for him. So this, this was one of those, honey, there will be a frost that will be a hard frost. Then you will cut the lawn. Then you will fertilize. So he's been, you know, watching the weather and following yeah. the rules. Okay. So, so that's what we did. But you, you definitely, what you did is fine. Oh, 
cupcakes. <laughs> I, I just thought it would sound a little odd that it would be no, twice no, within a few months. No, it'll be fine. You, what you've put on will still... It's, it's there to help the lawn come through the winter in great condition, so it's ready to green up right away in the spring. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we, we got ours on before our blanket of snow. I raced, I'll tell you. I was putting some of that oh, on really? in the dark because we knew it was like coming. Like what? Two days ago, you mean? No, about, well, in the past week. Oh, we got yeah, yeah. About, we got it all. I got the whole lawn done. And yeah. we have about, you know, an 88 by 188 mm-hmm. corner It's a good lawn. size. So we have yeah. a fairly. And so, so you mowed and we fertilized. Mowed, yeah, we mowed and even raked because we had a lot of leaves on. Raked. Oh, And then wow. I got all that down. And, and then around. it snowed like within 24 hours. It's perfect. So we got it down. And are the leaves down now? No more leaves are going to yeah, drop? Yeah, no more, no more leaves Not down. Not to speak no. of. And if they are, we can't see them anymore. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Okay. So you did a perfect job. You could write the textbook well, at this you. point. Thank you. Well, I can go into my day feeling good about myself now. Okay, now we're going to go. We have a caller from my hometown of Hamilton. Janet, how are you? Morning, folks. How are you? Morning. Good, good, good. good. I was gifted, after a charitable donation, a lovely bag of tulips. Mm. They're fresh, they're wonderful, except they came a week ago. <laughs> so, you know, they're not going to get in the ground. Am I going to be able to keep them till next year? No. So how come you, you can't get them in the ground? Just impossible? Well, it's kind of cold out there, isn't it, Charlie? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Get on those long under... <laughs> you should see what I had my students doing this last week. I had them out there pruning down perennials in the dark yesterday afternoon. So <laughs> they were whining and complaining, but still. <laughs> if you can plant them, plant them outside. If you okay. can't, like if it's just too cold, too ugly, don't want to do it. How many? How big's the bag? Like 12 tulips, maybe? Or how many bulbs? Yes. No, about 12. So get yourself a nice green plastic nursery pot with drainage holes, about an 8-inch pot, fresh potting soil, moisten the potting soil, take those tulips out of the bag, and put them into soil in that pot with the little pointy ends sticking up out of the soil. So you're not going to actually bury them in the pot the way you do out in the ground. And uh, fill the pot. 12 will fill it beautifully. Flat side of the bulbs. All bulbs have a flat side. Flat side out against the, the rim of the pot. Bang them in there tight, even if they're touching, no worries. Water once, make sure it's thoroughly, you know, drained out. Green garbage bag or dark plastic bag into the fridge. Oh, okay. Yep. And there's your fake winter. Your, the tulips will think it's winter in your fridge. And then, um, what is this? So December, January. So by about the middle of February, you'll peek into the bag. And, well, you should peek every couple of weeks on principle, make sure everything looks good. You don't want too wet. It'll rot. Too dry. It'll shrivel. Uh, so bottom line is about 10 weeks, you'll start seeing little sprouts coming out of the tulips. They'll be white because they'll be in the bag in the fridge. As soon as you see those little sprouts in about 10 weeks, Pull them out, get them in a sunny window, and you will have blooming tulips in your house by the end of February. Okay, well, it's supposed to go to 8 on Friday down here. There you go. So, um, if I'm so inclined to dig, I guess I could get them in on when it turns 8 degrees. Well, considering that I've got to dig through the snow, I've got a few to get get (laughs) in still. I'd much rather have your scenario, Janice. Yeah, well, you can. Tulips are great. You can plant them right up until the ground freezes, basically. That's your limiting factor is frozen ground and squirrels. So make sure the squirrels do not see what you're doing when you're putting them in the ground. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll put a blanket up. Or or a handful of peanuts, throw them in the corner somewhere far away so they'll be busy over there and they won't see what you're doing. Right. Okay. okay, that's great. Thank you, Charlie. Have a good Christmas, folks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Janet. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, we, 
that has actually answered a question that we had on yeah, the way. Yeah, couldn't you because, still? Well, because we haven't got around to doing those tulips that my wife planted and then the squirrels dug up. Oh, yeah. And so she said, yeah, we should find it if we can still do it. So we can. And I have So it all they planned. dug up and left on the surface? Oh, yeah. They just, oh, oh <laughs> just bang them back down. Yes, yeah, so we're going to put them back down. And what I'm going to rent a peanut costume. I'll stand over <laughs> on the other side and distract them on the other side of the yard while my wife plants them. <laughs> I know. Squirrels are very frustrating for many people because they redesign, right? Yeah. They dig it up. Then they re- they usually rebury. Yeah. But they don't bury. Like, well, it masses didn't. up your colors. They right? didn't even eat them. They were just, like, trying to be no. a nuisance. They just dug them up. To see what they were. Yeah. Like, they're doing an inventory, yeah. really. Like they, they just left them all on the side. Yeah, well, I can't believe they didn't rebury them. Were they, they're tulips for sure, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised. We just, we just planted them. Oh, yeah. my, my Gail was so angry. <laughs> she marched outside. Because I came Yelling in and I saw, them. I got out of the car and I went, oh. <laughs> and I went in and I said, guess what? She just marched out there. She was not happy. You should get her a shotgun for Christmas. She, yeah. That was, I, we had talked about that, actually. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that the way it sounded. But. <laughs> no, maybe a slingshot. <laughs> At a least dog. she can get, give them peanuts in the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, sure. no, that's true. It is a distraction does help. Yeah. Uh, then they don't see. And then the other thing I've learned is when we plant bulbs, we, when we're tidy and it's not tw- you know 20 below, we make it so pretty. We smooth the soil. Yeah. And the squirrels go... Oh, oh my, <laughs> something just happened there. We better go look. Better go. Yeah, so the main thing is don't leave it all pretty. Like once you've planted your tulips and it's gorgeous, now go get some ugly, some old leaves, yeah. some old sticks, some preferably That's thorny so things, throw it all on top, and then the squirrels won't That's know. That's very funny. I don't think we give the, the squirrels enough credit for how, how clever they actually are. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we're going to go to uh, further up to my neck of the woods, my mm. present. We're going to go mm. to Penetang, nice. even further north than I'm. Elizabeth, See how, much how snow are you? Yeah, how are you? You this morning, morning. Good morning. Good how morning. are you both? Excellent. Have you got much snow up there, uh, Elizabeth? No, um, just an inch. Oh, okay. Just yeah. enough to whiten the ground. Yeah, Beautiful. I think we, we must have a little more in Collingwood. I think because we're the, the, the base of belt. South Georgian Bay, right. right? So it comes right off the bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got for we us this morning there? We did have some, but it, it rained mm. and... Uh, well, then it's gone. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you got yeah. for us there, Elizabeth? What's, uh, what's uh, on your um, noggin? I have a big problem with a hibiscus, mm-hmm. and it, I've had it for about two, three years, and it has got, um, it has grown. Sorry, it has what? Had a horrible time. It lost all its leaves. I put it outside. It was too hot. It was too windy. It was too wet. <laughs> so I'm surprised it's arrived, but. It's now a bunch of sticks with little green leaves on the top. Okay. And what is the form of this plant? Is it like a tree with a stem and then branches, or is it a bunch of little branches coming out of the ground? Uh, it's a bunch of branches coming from the ground. And how tall is it, roughly? <clears throat> I would say probably two feet, two okay. and a half feet. All right. And... What I would do, so so what's going on there is obviously it's had some stress and it's responded. Yeah. It's not that unusual for hibiscus to go out in the spring and drop all their leaves because of too much sun, come yeah. in in the fall and drop all their leaves because of not enough sun. But they're very, very tough plants, very able to withstand a lot of, you know, a lot of being kicked around and not in optimal conditions. They do tend to survive. So right. 
Um, the fact you've got those little green leaves on the tip tells you that the plant is alive. Now, your challenge is you need to cut that uh, What I would do is I wouldn't want it to be all those naked branches at the bottom with leaves on the top. It's going to look silly. You need it to does. <laughs> prune, yeah, you need to prune it right down. However, okay. if you prune it all down and you remove all the green, you could kill it. So, uh-huh. number one, have you got it in lots of sun right now in a, like a real sunny window? Uh, the bathroom, and it sits right by the window, and it's a southeast-facing window. Okay, so that's not bad. South is great. Um, so it is getting some direct sunlight when the sun shines, or it's just a bright spot, probably? It it can get either. I can I can get the uh, Venetian blinds to to just have bright light, or I can give it full sun. Full sun. Full sun. The more yeah. sun, the better. Okay. Give it as much sun as you can. Do not fertilize. Only water when dry. So feel the soil or the weight of the pot. Get a handle on the, that uh, aspect. You can cut it back. However, if you, like I said, if you cut it all back and there's no green left, then it, the plant could go into shock again and it could ultimately die. So what I would do, if you have any, is there any green at all evident at the base of the plant? Little green buds, any leaves, anything down low? There are some leaves at the base. Oh, perfect. All right. So get out your sharp pruners and go to town. Cut the whole thing down to about a foot tall, what I would do. Well, okay. maybe not that much. Maybe take a third off and and look for where the it's going to grow next. Hibiscus uh-huh. have a tendency to grow to the inside of the plant. You want all your growth to the outside of the plant. Right. Okay. okay. But, but you, what, about, what about the pH of the soil? Well, if it's in a good potting soil, in a pot with drainage, uh, uh-huh. it'll be fine. The hibiscus likes a neutral pH, and those potting soils are designed for the average neutral pH-loving plants. I, w- I wouldn't worry about the pH unless you've added something to the soil that might have changed the pH. Um, n- no, I did give it some uh, coffee grounds once. <laughs> okay, so coffee grounds lowers the pH. Um depending on how much, and when you say, was it a couple of months ago when you gave coffee grounds or recently? Uh, a couple of months ago, Fine. at least. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But, and, and you know what? It's tea bags, um, banana peels. I remember I had a client, she, every morning she had her banana and every morning the banana peel went on a plant. <laughs> so um, people have different little tricks and things they do with plants. Everything in moderation is, is the rule there. So just, um, yeah, it, it is a pretty tough plant though. Some pruning should make it look better. But like I said, be careful at this time of year. We're not even at the shortest day of the year yet. So plants uh-huh. are not rapidly growing. So let's not try and force them to rapidly grow just let them do their thing but look right. at, at shaping that plant so that when it does want to grow it's going to look good it's actually putting flower buds out really it's, yeah so that is because when um, it's got nutrient available in the soil which is fine and you can use fertilizer starting in march but not until march okay okay good luck well, with thank that thank you very much let us know how that all works out I will. Okay. Thanks. Oh, Thanks, I forgot Elizabeth. to tell you, uh, I'm a first-time oh, caller. Oh, there we are. There you go. I was going to... Yes. Hey, don't be a stranger. I won't. <laughs> there we are. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for Elizabeth. calling. Listen, I'm going to give those phone numbers out again because we do have still some lines open. 416-360-0740 anywhere in the Toronto area or anywhere in in the province. Toll free 1-866-740-4740. Got a quick email here uh, from Sylvia mm-hmm. about her 
Salvia. Ah, there you see perfect. what I did there? Yeah, yeah there we are. So, <laughs> onomatopoeia. Uh, there you go, onomatopoeia. <laughs> here you go. She says, in the spring, I purchased the salvia, and my husband and I liked it so much, he asked me to put it in the planter on the deck. Mm-hmm. It flowered twice in the summer. Good for you. Uh, my question is, what to do for the winter? Should she leave it on the deck, or, or should she plant it in the garden? Yes, in the garden. Yes, because not knowing exactly the details, generally speaking, we don't leave perennial plants in pots above ground because it's colder above ground than it is under the ground for the roots. So, um, though, crazily enough, some plants will survive in containers above ground. It depends on the winter. It depends, you know, how cold the winter is, the exposure for that plant, how much wind, how much sun. Etc. So how big the pot is, because of course a bigger pot, you're going to have more insulating soil and air spaces around the roots. So a bunch of different things figure into whether that plant will survive in the pot. For guaranteed survival, put it in the ground for the winter and then dig it up next spring and put it back in the pot. Great. Right. Okay. That's what I do. Fabulous. Okay. Uh, we have another caller. Uh, we're going to Union. Uh, Don on the line. How are you, Don? I'm fine, thank you. And how are you this morning? We're, we're really well. We're great. Excellent. Welcome now, to the I've show. I've got a question. I've, I've got a, um, uh, a Rose of Sharon, mm-hmm. and it's out of control. <laughs> I want to move it oh. and use it as a hedge. Oh. Uh, the one plant or a bunch of plants? Like, is it, are there well, a lot? It started as one plant. Right. Now it's there's got to be 15 of them. Okay, right. So it is dropping seeds to the ground. The seeds are yes. germinating, and you're getting you got 14 more plants from the first. Right. right. So you have a location where you would like to to actually yeah, it's plant. Not far from where it is right now. Okay, um, and the little guys that have come up subsequent to the first plant, roughly how tall are they? Uh, they'd be a foot. Okay, perfect. So what I would do. Did you want to move the big original mother plant or just all the little babies that have come up? No, I want to move the mother plant, too. Okay. So the the babies will be easy to move. They haven't been there that long. You'll prepare your location in advance. So you'll either dig your holes or dig a trench. Um, right. Depending on you know how big it is and the the depth. Of course, the mother plant's going to have the deepest root. So identify where she's going, and then the little guys will go in around in a right. nice line. I would be planting them two feet apart, two and a half, depending on how patient you are to have them actually provide a hedge. Uh, right. Rosa Sharon grow fairly quickly, and um, yes. so yeah, maybe two feet, even two and a half feet apart. And right. I would do all this in the spring. Now. Rosa Sharon are one of the f- last shrubs to bust into balloon, into you know leaf and bud. F- you, right. We always think they're dead, right? In the spring, they're so slow to get going. So do uh-huh. you know? Get ready next spring when the weather gets nice and you need something to do, and the soil is not too soggy. Because remember, we don't start digging and walking on our soil until the the real big moisture is gone. It right. might be April, it might be May, who knows? And then you've got everything ready, and then it's just a matter of lifting each of those plants, replanting them at the same level. Are just slightly higher than they are now because they will sink down once they're in their new spot. The yeah. mother plant is going to need the bigger root ball, of course, of of all of them. But you right. know, get as much root ball and keep the soil around the roots as much as you can in this process. So it's okay. a, you know lift, move into the ground, firm the soil, water back, lift, you know, back and back, yeah. and get it done. And but the spring will be optimal to do all that. Good. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And watch for more babies coming because you could have a forest before you know it. 
They're so, great. Rose and Sharon are great. Sounds like an Alfred Hitchcock film. <laughs> They're taking over. Day of the Triffids. <laughs> the day of the Rose of Sharon. <laughs> it's um, true. We have, I know we have more callers on the line, but I think we need to go to a break first. Okay, so we will be right back. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey, welcome back. And I'm Dean Holland, and I'm here with the fantabulous Charlie Dobbin. I like that, fantabulous. Fantabulous. Thanks, Dean. We're having some fun, eh? We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a whole new era of the Garden Show. Third week together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and it's nice. It really is nice to be in studio when we can. Yes. It's always uh, easier in studio. Also nice when you can't, given technology, that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, we can be in our respective studios. And applause to uh, Carlos for making that all happen last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we'll like be doing lifeline. more of that in the future, yeah, yeah. Uh, preferably as seamlessly as possible. Yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Okay, I got uh, Lorraine on the line from Toronto. How are you this morning, Lorraine? Oh, good. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Charlie. Good nice morning. to talk to you both. Thank you. I have this problem. Well, I don't have a problem. I have miniature roses in three huge uh, buckets uh, sitting on my front steps. And um, what I wanted to know is they're still flowering. Mm -hmm. How do I protect them in the winter? Hmm. Good question. So in Toronto, uh, it depends on the mini roses. Do you... Uh, did tags come in those little pots of roses when you bought them originally at all? Yeah, they were like um, four feet, four inches high, mm-hmm. and I planted them one in each pot, and some of them are two and a half feet high, and other ones a foot and a half high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm, and they're still, like I looked at them yesterday, and they still had buds on them opening yeah. up. Yeah, so mini roses, I mean, there are mini roses that are hardy, and they will survive in our winters outside. Mm-hmm. Then there are mini roses that are not so hardy. They are will not survive. The only way you find out, unless you had, like, real tags in the pots when you bought them, to tell you a bit about the roses, is to is to do it. Yeah, so they just keep it in a sunny place. Do I cut them down and protect them with anything? Well, what is there any, are, would you be willing to take them out of those pots, or could you bury them in the pots, leave them in the pots, but bury the pots? Yeah, because the pots are about um, 24 inches round and about two feet deep, so they're quite... They're big to to Big pots, and the sun hits them all day in the summer on the front steps. Right, so that's great in the summer, but in the winter, they need to be under the surface of the soil, so either taken out of the pots and planted, Mm -hmm. or the pots buried in the ground. Uh, If you can't do that, like if that's just all too onerous, because these are big pots... Tuck the pots around the east side of your house, the area of your house where you're least likely to get a lot of wind, and you don't really want them in the sun for the winter. You want them fairly shady, but no wind protected. Uh, And then... It comes down to how, what you're going to protect them with. Straw, straw bales around the pots works. Um, bringing them indoors is an option. Like there's, there's many options. It's just a question of what might work best for you. Mini roses can be a bit challenging in the house, though. They have a tendency towards spider mites and all kinds yes. of insect pests. So leaving them outside would be optimal. But to, to sort of guarantee or try to guarantee their survival, they should be under the ground. So I cut them down and then put them under the ground. I cut them down to about two inches above the dirt down. No, I would not do any cutting down right now. Wait to do all your cutting next spring. 
Okay. Okay. Leave them as they are. Enjoy the buds. Let them be there. You know, your little hips might even form. Like, it's fine. Let them be. And then next spring, when things are happening, the birds are singing, the sun is shining, then you're going to go look and hopefully you'll start to see some new growth and then you'll start pruning them right back to that two-inch height. Okay. That's what I'll do. I'll put them in the front yard. Yeah. Also, the gentleman who has those roses, Sharon, he Mm -hmm. has to be careful. Mine are sprouting up in cracks all over my front part. Parking driveway. <laughs> <laughs> They're fair. The seeds are quite wow. uh, vigorous, we like to say. Uh, very, they... <laughs> very vigorous. Spots where I couldn't go. They're like I have interlocking bricks, yeah. and all these little Rosa Sharon's are popping up all summer, and I have to keep pulling them out, oh pulling goodness. them out. So, you know what I find works in interlocking brick is the, um, what they call it's a herbicide, but it's based on, um, I was going to say lemon juice, it's based on vinegar. Acetic acid. You can yeah, spray, spray it that. with vinegar yeah. and water. Is it? Yeah. Well, it, it comes in a ready-to-use spray bottle, and it's it's a stronger solution of acetic acid than the stuff we put on our French fries. Uh, but it okay. works really well on a sunny day in between the bricks. Where would I buy that? At any garden center and any of the, like the Canadian Tires, the Home Depots, they all have it all in the spring and summer. Oh, good. I'll check that out on the weekend here. All right. Okay. Thanks, thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, Lauren. And thank you very much, Charlie, and you two stay safe. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye. So now we, we have another caller on the line, and I want to get, this is going to the town where I used to go as a kid to get ice cream. Stony oh, Creek. I thought you were going to say, like, there, buy drugs or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> ice cream. The Stony Creek Dairy was an institution. It's oh, not there anymore, there but it was an go. institution. Betty, how are you? Good morning, Betty. I'm good. I didn't know we'd be classed as Stony Creek Dairy. Yeah. There you go. Well. <laughs> is it still there, the Stony no, Creek Dairy? No, they no. took it down about 10 years ago, I think. Uh, okay. Well, I called Charlie, I guess maybe long before COVID, about my tulip tree. Oh, right, yep. And you told me what to do with it, and that was great. I did. Then this past, well, what, spring, whatever, it got buds, beautiful buds. I couldn't see them down at the bottom, but I have a three-story old farmhouse. Mm -hmm. And so there they were, all these buds, and I got so excited. Do you think anything? No. Buds were there. Buds still there. Oh, no. <laughs> no. They never buds. opened? No, nothing. So I just wonder, what did I do wrong? Uh, you probably didn't do anything wrong. It's that plant. But leaves, it leafed out properly, right? Yeah. But, so, but it was the flower buds that never opened. No. Wow. So just Funny grin and bear it and wait till next year? I would start threatening it. <laughs> I'd start having some serious conversations. <laughs> <laughs> well, lots of luck with that one, eh? <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. I once yeah, had. Yeah. Well, I do talk to them. I'm not a great gardener, but I still keep trying. Yeah, that's so yeah, weird. So, so, are you sure some buds didn't open that you missed? Because they're not really showy. The flowers. They're like they're called, called a tulip tree. Because no, the they buds were tighter like than anything. Tulip. Yeah, they looked like pine cones, sort of thing. You know, yeah, nothing. They were there, and I thought, oh, my goodness, look at this. So many, so many, but they're still there, and they're kind of rotting away because of the wind and all the cold, you know. Hmm. But it's on the north side of the house, but it's more coming out because it, when it comes up to the top of the third story, it seems to be more coming out, but still not blossoming. Wow. Okay. You know what? Leave that with me. I, I, I'm going to have to report back on that. That that plant needs some some serious threats <laughs> or yeah, something. It, it's weird, though, you know, but then lots of things happen weird to me anyway. <laughs> I know the feeling. Okay. I, I remember meeting you at Caledonia Fair years oh, and years, yeah, years ago. Yeah. 
And uh, I think I tell you that every time I talk. Yeah. And now you've got children. It's hard to believe. Of course, don't we all? eh? I was going to (laughs) say, there you go. I've got my oldest just turned 32. I'm feeling feeling a little old myself. You don't want to know how old mine are. (laughs) They're older than you are. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to to drive down to uh, Stony Creek there, and Charlie can give that tree a good scold. I've got a new cell phone, and I really can't hear that well on it. But anyway, I wanted to phone and say hello and wish you Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate so take it. Take care. I'll talk to you next year. All righty. Okay. Thank you, Eddie. Okay, okay, I gotta yeah. figure that yeah, yeah. one out. Okay, well, and we have to go to a break in the meantime, oh, but before we do that, again, uh, the, the lines, uh, we've got lines open, 416-360-0740, or give us a call anywhere in the province of Ontario, one 866 We will be right back. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Okay, we are back. And Charlie, you apparently, you did a little bit of digging, as it were. I can do some very fast research. Betty, I hope you're still listening. We, you and I, both have to apologize to that tulip tree, also known as a liriodendron. All right, so here's what's going on. I know you said it didn't flower, and you think you're looking at the buds, the flower buds that never opened, but you missed the flowers. Liriodendron, or tulip tree, blooms in the spring after the leaves are fully out. So you've got to understand, there's those green leaves all over the tree. The flowers are almost like a greenish yellow. They, they blend and camouflage very well in amongst the leaves. So I'm not, you know, there's nothing wrong with missing the flowers. They are not what you would call super showy flowers. Um, as I've just read here, sometimes people only realize that the flowering has occurred because they notice petals on the ground below. When the flowers are finished, the petals drop, and they go, oh, I missed the flowers, but there's the petals on the ground. After flowering, we get fruit. And guess what the fruit of Liriodendron looks like? It is, they are dry, they are scaly, they are oblong, they are cone-shaped, and they are brown. Fruits. Each bears numerous winged seeds. Looks a lot like a cone or pine cone, as as you said. So, uh, what I would suggest is next spring, you're just going to have to make a, put it in your calendar, uh, you know, whenever it is, sort of April Every single day, go out and look for those flowers. I think that that's exactly what happened. And, and nothing wrong with you, and don't yell at the tree. <laughs> no, don't scold that tree. Don't scold the tree. The tree's doing what it's supposed to do. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably a pretty big liriodendron that you've got. They get huge. They get up to 70 feet tall. So it's pretty easy to miss the flowers. You've got to really look for them. Now, there must be numerous types of tulip trees. Because no, I remember really. that. No, because the one that we had out when I was growing up outside mm. of our window was very showy. Big, oh, you're thinking of magnolia. Oh, is that a magnolia yeah, tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My the, mother always called it a tulip tree, so it was a magnolia tree. Yeah, probably. so a magnolia has very showy flowers oh, okay. that also look like tulips, but they're pink and white and red and purple. Yeah, that's they're, what they were. They're yeah. massive. Oh, you can't okay, miss a magnolia. So a magnolia tree. Yeah, yeah, and there's uh, lots of gotcha. magnolias. But yeah, no, tulip tree is a native tree, magnolia, the here, in, indigenous okay. to our world. Uh, magnolias are from Asia originally, and yes, they're gorgeous trees. But no, tulip tree is a is a traditional shade tree. It's not like a big massive shrub. Okay. And like I said, the flowers are not showy like a magnolia. Flower. Gotcha. Okay, we uh, we've called from London mm. on the line. Nice. We have Joe. How are you today, Joe? I'm doing fine. Excellent. Good morning. Um, hi, Charlie, and is it, is it David? Dean. Dean. Charlie and David. Dean. D E A N. Oh, okay. 
Anyway, I've got uh, butterfly bushes. Mm-hmm. I've got four of them. Nice. I've got three in pots, and I put one in the ground. Mm-hmm. They're about 20 in, 24 inches high. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I make the? How do I um, treat them to? Uh, for the winter. Well, similar to a number of callers, uh, Lorraine with her mini roses, uh, the salvia email, those um, butterfly bushes are zone five plants. So where you are in London, they're they're very, very likely to survive the winter without any huge issues, but they're 100% guaranteed to survive the winter underground as opposed to sitting above ground in the pots. Okay. So, so. if you don't have a permanent location yet, just leave them in the pots and bury the pots. Uh, if you know where they're going and if you can get them in the ground before freeze up, then I would do that. Oh, okay. okay. Like the, the the pots, the pots that I've got, is mm. they're about... Uh, 24 by 24, mm-hmm. uh, 24 around, 24 high sort mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, what I've done, I've, I've put a lot of uh, mulch around them mm-hmm. in the pot, in the pots, which are in, they're in um, um, little boxes. Right. Um, okay, and so I thought so. if I put something over them, mm-hmm. that might, might uh, would that uh, help them survive? Well, okay, so the difference is that above ground and below ground, it's, it's less extreme temperature changes below ground. Freeze up comes, things generally stay pretty frozen. Above ground, we get rain one day, freezing ice the next day, snow the next day, rain the next day. Southern Ontario is so up and down with its weather, uh-huh. that's what makes it so hard on the plants. If you can put them together as a group, as close together as possible, uh, it's, you know, don't cut them down. I personally wouldn't cut them down. I would... Uh, um, just nest them together so okay. they're going to shit. It's all about insulating, not keeping plants warm. It's about trapping air around the plants okay. that will help them get through the extremes. Like the, the very like cold. Bunch of leaves that. Yeah, so if you can bunch them together in a tight little group, if you can get them out of direct sunlight, out of direct wind, so no northwest exposure. Tuck them in a corner somewhere for the winter. Uh-huh. Um, uh, felt, you know, there's different ways. There's um, insulation, straw bales, I mentioned. I've done green garbage bags filled with leaves. That's just right. yeah. all around. So okay. it's just trapping air around the plants, like I say, oh. just to help them yeah, get I've got through. one in the ground. I've got one yeah. in the ground. And yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm pretty smart. I put a load of uh, leaves all around it. And pile it up with leaves. Oh, okay. And now I've, what I've got, I've got a water uh, uh, that I saved the water from the rain, mm-hmm. the, the ranch yeah, yep. And I, I put that over it. Oh, don't bother. Yeah, I would take that off. Take it off? Yeah, yeah. You're just going to end up with a mouse hotel or a groundhog oh, okay. hotel I'll take or something. That off, then. That's just too perfect for them. They're going to move in and mm. eat the butterfly bush while they're <laughs> spending <laughs> the winter. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. It's, but good idea. And you so know, I love butterfly. Yeah, leave it okay. in the ground. The leaves around it is fine, but let it be for the winter. It'll be fine. And you'll cut it down in the spring as necessary. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks a lot, calling. Joe. Yeah, Have a yeah. Great one. Um, I know we have to, we have to go. So yes, we, we do. I was going to say, I, I do. Yeah, we do. We do I have was going to say, with, uh, Dora said, emailed us about strawberries. Would strawberries winter about the same way? Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Generally speaking, strawberries just, are fine. Um, yeah. We'll uh, we'll look at that more look closely that, next okay, week if we need yeah. to. But okay. I just wanted to say, yeah. So I'm um, you're you're going Christmas shopping. I am. That's yeah, your my wife date. and I are going. We're on a date. There we're you on go. a date. And I'm doing a swing around Toronto, you picking up children and birthday, birthday cakes and all kinds of things, heading out to the county for. Sushi, the the big sushi mm-hmm. feast with the kids and the and Elliot, and then um, and old videos. We hooked up an old VCR. VHS. Yipper, 
yeah, uh, my that. daughter taking her first steps on video. No, anyway, she's going to get such a kick out of that. And then tomorrow's the first night of Hanukkah. So it's right. Lutkas. Yeah. Elliot and Sydney are on Lutka making tomorrow. So oh. happy Hanukkah to everybody out there that's yeah. celebrating the, 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 the candles and uh, have a great, Indeed. great week. And you, you well. have a successful Thank you so date much. with your wife. Thanks. And we'll be here again next week. Thanks for being with me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Carlos. Couldn't do any of it without you and to the great callers. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.